0: Hello everyone and welcome to the sixth episode of the new adventures of, is it fifth or sixth? I don't know. <laughs> you know what, it doesn't matter. Welcome to the newest episode of the new adventures of K-Man and Spence. I am, of course, Spence, Spencer Bennett, and to my left is K-Man, Kieran Collins. Kieran, say hello.
1: I'm giving a salute to our audio <laughs> listeners.
0: Giving, him, giving a salute giving, to giving your, the old
1: uh, Giving the old two-finger salute. Oh wait, that means that means something else. I think that means something else. I'm gonna like a, I'm gonna scratch that from the record officially. Please. I think that's
0: like a flipping the bird thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so
0: Kieran Collins is flipping off our audio listeners to start. No, the it's show. it's
1: it's not. That's not what the two finger salute is. Oh. I, we won't we won't explain this on this podcast. But I think I think I, I think that means something else. Oh
0: well, yeah. I'm blissfully <laughs> unaware then.
1: I'll tell you later. <laughs>
0: Anyways. <laughs> As, uh, as we start every week, we'll start the show with random things we happen to read this week. And uh, we're still in college, folks, and I was a really busy guy this week having to edit a whole video essay by Friday. And uh, it turned out perfectly fine. But Kieran, you had a little more free time and you managed to, to read a little bit of anime. So why don't you tell us about what you read this week?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, first of all, like a cool thing, or thing I noticed, I saw, this is an original thought, I saw this on Twitter first. But it's a noticeable thing that I've seen since it being pointed out to me. The uh, Barnes & Noble, there's now one shelf of American comics and two shelves of Japanese comics. And that's the market, man. That's saying something. Manga slaps. Um, so with that being said, I started reading Demon Slayer uh, this past week properly. Like I Spencer got me Demon Slayer for my birthday way back in August. And I read... I read the first two, three chapters of it and then I started reading Astro Boy and Astro Boy is this like super, super thick book. So mm-hmm. it's, I read this really in like sections here and there, but um, it's an I, omnibus, I, is it not? It's an omnibus. I think it's, I. there might be several collections of it or whatever. Cause it's, it's a comic like this run that this is omnibusing, uh, ran from like 68 until I think 83 or something like that. Mm. So it was going for a very long time. So this is the best of because it's a, it's a children's comic. So right. the best the best ones that really stand out. But the ones that stand out in Astro Boy are so good. Like Astro Boy is it's blown my mind because it's basically Mickey Mouse with uh, existential dread. <laughs> how I describe it? Because That's the mood. The the creation of Astro Boy. So he was the original boy. He's based off of was killed in a car accident, right? And so his dad was this robotics professor or like scientist or whatever. And he Frankenstein's this this like cyborg robot to be his like new son. And then it was great at first. And then eventually he's like, "You're not my son. You just look like my son." And he disowns Astro Boy. And Astro Boy is like, "I didn't ask to be created." And he's, he's given, and he's given this other guy who's like this professor or another scientist who's a more humane scientist. And then it's like, he's going to go on his wacky adventures now. Don't worry about his deep existential dread. <laughs> um, but you go, you go on, like there's like crazy issues. There's, the, the plot of them is always he meets a friendly robot who's just trying to make their way in the world and be a chill homie, like a magician robot, for example, right? And then another, a human magician, Gets, is like racist against robots essentially and may and is he's also magician so he's like i'm gonna jack this dude's brain his hard drive brain and i'm gonna make him do my bidding because i don't believe that robots are people and that's so that's the, that's the plot of it that's every single issue of it it's always the same thing it's always the bad guy is always like robots are not people right that's always what the bad guys are saying and then astro boy is like no everybody deserves to be treated kindly and like a person and it's great it's wonderful it's actually really good because because obviously the bad guy doesn't win in the end because it's a children's comic but it's got some really really cool uh existential um what's the word i'm looking for compare what's the word for comparison what's that uh...
0: word
1: contrast yeah yeah like compare and contrast to real life sort of allegories allegories that's what Mm. i was looking for it's got some really great allegories for life and how people treat um each other and how people treat machines and 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 uh people who like basically people who aren't like them essentially right and it's got some really great things to say and it's for kids so it makes the rights in an approachable way so that's one of the things i've been reading the other thing i've been reading which i said before but then i got distracted by astro boy Demon Slayer yes, slaps. It's so good. Let me, let me give you the pitch for this, right, Spencer? Cause I don't think you, you're not that familiar with Demon Slayer, right?
0: Uh, not even slightly. No okay.
1: Way. So when I, when I was in Japan, um, I would go around when I met new people, I'd be like, what's your favorite anime, right? That was a question I asked. If somebody was into anime, I wanted to learn about the most niche stuff. But the answer I kept getting was Kametsu no Yaiba, which means Demon Slayer. That's the Japanese title for it, right? Mm. And so literally everybody and their mother recommended this to me while I was away. So I was like, I have to get this. I can't not get this. I wanted to read Hunter x Hunter, but I was like, I gotta give Demon Slayer a chance. And I watched the full first season before reading this. So everything that's happening in this I've already seen, but it's just kind of cool to see it in manga form. Um, Basically, Tanjiro, this dude right here, um, that dude, with a scar in his head, he's just like, he's like just a charcoal salesman. He lives with his family. Um, they're out in the middle of nowhere. He's got a mother and several siblings. He's the oldest sibling. And at the beginning of the story, he's going to town to buy charcoal, to sell more charcoal so they can have a New Year's feast, right? and then noble intentions exactly he's he's a wonderful person And when he goes to town everybody's like tanjiro you're here and he like fixes all these like townspeople's problems for free and they're like we'll buy charcoal off you oh you're such a sweetheart because tanjiro is a straight up sweetheart um and then he's not
0: anime's best boy though oh he's like he's
1: he's exactly like gone though they're basically the same character they also both wear green as you can see so like They're very they're Gone is Best Boy. You cannot possibly get better boy than Gone Freaks, but Tanjiro is a close second in Best Boy. For those of you who don't know
0: who Gone Freaks is, he is the protagonist of Hunter. I think it's actually pronounced Hunter Hunter, but it's like the logo is Hunter X Hunter, so we say that, but
1: it's it's Hunter Hunter in Japan and Hunter X Hunter in the US. Mm -hmm. And we're we're in the US and we're white, so like that's fine.
0: Um We do our best.
1: Yes, exactly. But Anyway, uh, just to, so he, he goes to the town and does that. But anyway, he comes back and his family are all dead, right? They've all been Jeez killed. Exactly, exactly. First 20 pages, his family are all massacred. The one survivor is his sister, Nezuko, who he takes her on his back and runs her to town. He's crying. She's, like, dying and stuff. Then all of a sudden, she, like, attacks him from behind. And they fall off a little cliff. And then they fall into some snow. And then he looks at his sister and his sister is turned into a demon, right? And Jeez. so. Tanjiro, it's like a zombie movie, but instead of, he gets through to his demon sister, which has never been done before. And so a demon slayer shows up because he he because he's just like a minute too late to save the family, but he wants to save Tanjiro from Nezuko. So he wants to fight Nezuko and Tanjiro starts fighting the demon slayer to protect his demon sister, Nezuko. And Nezuko then starts protecting Tanjiro because she's a good demon, mm-hmm. right? And so it's kind of like, it's this world where Demons have been demonized, for lack of a better word, right? They're seen as, like, the ultimate evil, and if somebody becomes a demon, they're incurable and totally incapable of good. But Nezuko kind of goes against that, so his goal in the series is to cure his sister. and he And he, nice. he carries her around in like this, she can shrink herself, and he carries her around in like a little wooden case on his back basically and then in fights and stuff obviously if Ta- tanjiro gets overwhelmed you just see like nezuko's foot just like come out the side and like kick kick <laughs> a, kick a kick a demon's neck off and then she gets into the fight and stuff too dude so
0: this sounds great it's great
1: it's really really good if you watch the pilot with me of the anime then mm-hmm. i guarantee you'll want to read the manga
0: I mean, I already want to read the manga just from yeah. that pitch alone. That was great. No, it's
1: great. It's great. It's fantastic. So that's what I've been. I've been reading a lot of stuff this week, but um, we haven't talked about manga yet on the show. So I want to. I it want is to in the it. show
0: description, so we should get on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, manga. I love manga because you're getting like this cost. This costs half of what a Marvel comic would cost, for example. The same yeah. Movie. No, for and sure. It's black and white. But also, it kind of feels like you're in a little family, because at the beginning of every issue, the writer and author, the same guy does all of it for all of this, um, he always writes like a nice little note at the beginning, like, hey, thanks for buying this, and, and that kind of. It seems it's the biggest manga on the planet at the moment, and yet it still feels like very wholesome, and that's very Japanese.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to convince my mom to send me my One Piece and Naruto-like volumes from home, so those are like the most basic guy animes but they're they're pretty great they're they're basic I mean, for a reason they're pretty i great. haven't
1: i haven't read them i saw i saw naruto on the shelf of barnes and noble when i was mm. in there the other day and i, I almost grabbed it because i was i literally have no i have no base knowledge of naruto really i know they got the headbands with little swirls on them and i know they're ninjas and stuff
0: swirls it's the hidden yeah. leaf village kieran There you go. Come, come on come on
1: I never got into Naruto, kicked me in the nuts. He was really fan, big fan of Naruto, so it didn't happen.
0: It's true. That's a true story. It
1: actually is, yeah. Anyways, um,
0: but yes, manga's great, and we're going to do our best to incorporate it more into the show. But let's jump. There it is, the Astro Boy shirt.
1: Uh, Authentic Japan merchandise. Am I wrong? I think I'm right. I bought it from the airport on my way home. There you go. There you go. I was looking for Astro merch the whole time, and I finally found it my last five minutes in Japan. It was great.
0: And there it is. Anyway. Anyways, let's transition into our uh, comic book movie and TV news section, uh, where there was actually quite a bit for for COVID-19 times. We got quite a bit of movie news and TV news. So we'll start with the one that I personally think is pretty exciting, which is James Gunn tweeted and Instagrammed a photo of a Peacemaker logo that's at HBO Max coming soon. With John Cena in the lead, James Gunn is going to be doing a spinoff of his Suicide Squad movie, which hasn't come out yet and we don't even have a real trailer for We got a behind the scenes feature, it, but this bodes a lot of confidence in that because they, HBO Max, everybody confirmed that James Gunn is doing a Peacemaker series. Kieran, what do you think about this news? Does this bode well for the Suicide Squad?
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. Without a doubt. I, I think this movie, the Peacemaker announcement to me certifies what I already had, like the feeling I already had in my gut that Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad is titled is going to be incredible, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Because it's James Gunn going off. Um, the trailer looked, it didn't show too much like we've talked about before, but it was just kind of the vibe of, hey, this movie is going to be great, just trust us. And I do, I honestly do, I trust them. And especially with a John Cena, um, what's Peacemaker is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a John Cena Peacemaker series happening afterwards. To me, that's even more so. They're like, not only do we think this movie going to be good, we think it's going to be good enough that people are going to want new content from it immediately which is great. Right.
0: um i i'm i'm a little bit curious what the timeline of this is because i don't know if they'd fully announce something because in a movie titled the suicide squad like a majority of these characters are going to die if not like half of them so it's interesting that they're already announcing a spin-off series. Maybe it's a prequel, it's like an origin story for Peacemaker. Or maybe Peacemaker
1: is like a way bigger part of this movie and we don't even know yet. <laughs> Could you imagine if John Cena Peacemaker died in the first like five minutes of the Suicide Squad and then they gave him a whole spin off series that was a prequel to it? That would be incredible. it'd be pretty funny. It'd be pretty be funny. Great. I'd like that. It was
0: like how everyone made Slipknot a meme in the first Suicide Squad because he just is like the most useless character and everyone knew he was gonna die and then he died. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting. Like you said, I think it bodes extremely well for the Suicide Squad being great. I mean, our slash DCEU leaks on Reddit is a lot of times full of crap. Um, it's mainly just fan fiction stuff that people pretend is leaks. But they did have something that was verified, which was the Suicide Squad did a test screening. And it, like, was crazy good. And Warner Brothers has, like, the most faith in the world of James Gunn. And this would line up with that supposed leak that they're and that giving him a, a side a spinoff series so i'm so down it's cool to me the character is pretty funny and i like john cena a lot i most movies he's been in he's really funny and i I hope they ham it up and i'm sure they will it's it's james gunn so
1: well he's kind of it's the perfect role for him because Mm -hmm. it seems it seems very wwe yeah it's a
0: guy who thinks he's like doing good and like avenging he's basically like punisher but like is an idiot yeah, but it's,
1: it's like, take, it's taking itself semi-seriously, but also 100% taking the piss at the same time. So that's dope. That's like John Cena to me. He seemed, that seems like the perfect role for him.
0: Right. Um, and even just in the, you know, two or three minute behind the scenes video slash trailer thing, we got a fandom. Peacemaker looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. And John Cena looked like he was having the time of his life. So I'm excited to see this. There's not a whole lot more to talk about besides just James Gunn and John Cena are doing this, but could be really interesting um more dc news this week uh this happened yesterday hawkman is cast in black adam the jsa is coming together and it's aldous hodge who is most known for his role in last year or not god that's still this year 2020 is so long um (laughs) the invisible man which came out before COVID hit that's crazy um, yeah
1: you're right that is 2020 which is a movie i
0: wanted to see really bad but didn't get around to it and then the world stopped but now it's on hbo max and it's spooky season so i'm sure i'll end up watching it um, but he plays a detective in that, and from everything I heard, that movie's quite good. He's quite good in it. Um, I'm excited to get to see Hawkman on screen. I'm not obviously a big Hawkman stand. The only I've never read like a Hawkman solo title. I've only read him in Justice League and Justice Society crossovers, and you know he's cool. I liked him in the Justice League. I liked Hot Girl in the Justice League uh, Unlimited series yeah i um. i like the world of Thanagar. i uh, i'm interested to see them go into that lore it's interesting that it's in a black adam movie um the black adam movie is sounding a lot like a jsa movie at this point because there's just so many characters in it yeah but
1: uh honestly i think i think they're probably gonna take the piss out of him a little bit like his whole backstory and stuff which is kind of silly for sure yeah yeah because I, because in in within a Black Adam movie, which already has Noah Centineo casted in it as Adam, Adam Smasher, Smasher, yeah, um, they're gonna be and the JSA are the bad guys in it basically, or they're 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 one of the antagonists kind of. Um, yeah,
0: I think that the story is gonna be like they were tasked with controlling Black Adam because no one takes him seriously. Yeah, um, and he's probably gonna, they're probably gonna play it for laughs that he's like a Captain America type figure. Where well, he's it's like sleep it's... for so long and he's confused about the world I and mean, he probably speaks in old tongues. It's gonna be kind of jokey, I imagine.
1: Yeah, it's a similar structure to the first Deadpool because it's yeah. like Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are like trying to recruit slash watch Wade because yeah. he's he's a threat. So it's like that, except the Rock is Black Adam. You can see that pitch, like oh from for sure, air. like that's And even
0: that's... his fandom panel, like they didn't announce a whole lot besides like the JSA, which is a pretty big announcement. I'm most excited for Doctor Fate personally, mm-hmm. but um they it was super entertaining because it's the rock and this movie sounds like fun and the rock, it makes fun movies. So I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm also glad that they cast a black actor as Hawkman. That's really cool.
1: Um, unexpected, but I, I think it's great. Yeah. More diversity is great. I we, don't, we need, we need diversity and inclusion in not only comic books, but also comic book movies without just a movies breakdown. in
0: general. Yeah. Yep. Um, especially a character like Hawkman. Like I don't, I don't really think there's an argument like, Against him being black. Like who cares? He's a hawk person.
1: Well, he's also <laughs> he's he's supposed to be like kind of like Egyptian mythology yeah. type thing, right? So right. I mean like people people in that region are brown skinned. They're not they're not like white, right? Yeah. So that makes perfect sense without any I don't question that in the slightest. No,
0: I'm just yeah seeing if the trolls are going to be mad
1: about it. On well, they will They will be, but the reason they will be is because all of these characters were created in, like, the 30s through 60s. And they were all drawn um,
0: white. And they're all drawn, they're yeah,
1: from... exactly. They're all drawn white because colors of character did, or not colors of character, characters of color um, did not sell comics back then, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right? And, like, and also, obviously... I'm sure there was stuff on the part of the creative teams and stuff like uh, like built up like obviously there's got to be because they're so in our society, um, but yeah. So so I'm all for changing the race of characters on screen or whatever, mm. um, and as long as it's not like a stupid little tie-in or whatever, like they do a pretty good job of it typically when they when they do um, change the backstory in that way, and it's it makes sense and it works.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to see Hawkman on screen for the first time. I'm excited for Black Adam, and when I get around to watching the Invisible Man, I'll, I'll have more of an idea of what this guy's going to look like. And same,
1: same here on that because I need to see that too. And yeah. I, I, I unfortunately have not seen um what's what's his name again Aldis uh, Hodge. Aldous Hodge. Yeah, I unfortunately have not seen him in anything either that I know of anyway. Um, but I mean, he looks the part. So yeah,
0: he looks like he could be a Zubiro. Works yeah. for me.
1: I'm all for
0: it. Um, And other news on the Marvel side of things. We'll come back to DC in a minute because there was a decent amount of DC news this week. But um, the big rumor is that the next Marvel Disney Plus series is going to be Nick Fury. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Obviously, Samuel L. Jackson is wonderful as Nick Fury. He is always a bright spot in whatever film or whatever he crosses over in. and Samuel L. Jackson, on the topic of, of race-bending characters, Nick Fury was originally white in the comics, but now, because Samuel L. Jackson is so good in that role, he's now drawn black since then. Like, the character's, like, complete look has changed.
1: It's, well, that's a, they actually explain that. There is, I, I thought the same thing. There's an explanation for it. It definitely, we can, I am interested to talk about that because it's a very interesting topic when it mm-hmm. comes to changing comic characters to look like movie characters. I have examples of that being good and examples of that being bad. Um, in this case, I think it's a good thing. Definitely. I mean, the Fury
0: in Samuel L. Jackson, like it's such brilliant casting.
1: Yeah. Basically what they did in the comics, uh, the Nick, the black Nick Fury is a Nick Fury of another dimension. He's from the ultimate universe. And then when they combined, uh, 616 with the ultimate universe, uh, the white Fury died and then was like kind of, they just like switched in, um, black universe. So that works for me. That's fine. I I, I never I, I never had too much of an attachment to White Nick Fury. Um, he was also kind of an asshole. So, you know, I mean, I like Sam Jackson. I'm. Sam Jackson's I'm, I'm, pretty great. I'm I'm all for Nick Fury being black because we need more black characters in Marvel Comics. Um, that works for me. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. What do you think about a Nick Fury series in Disney Plus?
1: I think that's a no brainer. That sounds great. Uh, Nick Fury. I mean, he, he was originally, I think the first person to play him back in the day, he had, a, he had like a little movie or a short or something. And I think he was played by, um, Kurt Russell or something. Really? Like it's like a really old, like oh, old God. school thing because that's he was, because Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos was actually pretty big in, I think the late eighties. I think that was actually like a really big comic book. Um, so, you know, we have, we, Nick Fury's always been a side character in the Marvel movies at this point he's earned his own story yeah Um, totally um and i
0: think especially in the films he's like whenever he shows up he always has like a whole like a backstory for what he's been doing like even even if this series is set in like the 2000s and they de-age him and he's interacting with brie larson like that'd be cool because they have a history obviously in in the universe but even just like if it's an agents of shield but more serious or even like more comedic spinoff because i know agents of shield is like controversial people i have never watched any agents of shield but some people love it some people hate it but um, even if it's something in that vein where it's like side quests in the MCU, but with Nick Fury, like
1: I'm in. I like I like that character. Well, I'm I'm trying to think of the last we saw of Nick Fury was in Captain Marvel, um, when he's was he not in Endgame? Well, no, but remember remember they had the switcheroo. Remember? No, no, no um, he
0: was yeah. in he was in
1: um Far From Home. But he but he technically wasn't because remember it was it was the <gasps> oh, scroll yes. it was the scroll the whole time. Yeah, That's right. Was, so the real Nick Fury is in space right now.
0: That's right.
1: So there's that like like, like you said maybe it'll be about,
0: about that him being in yeah, space right now i
1: never i never thought about it before but you're absolutely right because you know most of the time when like nick fury he just kind of appears and it's like oh yeah i was doing this it's like okay nick fury sounds good let's keep yeah. going with the movie
0: tell um, one of those stories
1: yeah there's a lot of stories to tell there and even even if it was present day like i i'm i'm honestly all for not using de-aging technology because it doesn't age well unfortunately. He, looked,
0: he looked okay and Cap. he looked actually pretty good in captain marvel
1: I agree, but I'm curious if we'll still think that in 10, 20 years, well, you know, sure. yeah. date, that's a yeah, exactly. And with with that, have you seen Curious Case of Benjamin Button?
0: No, that's I, that movie. For some reason, just sounds deeply unsettling. I, I
1: don't, I don't recommend it. I watched the first act of it, and I couldn't, I couldn't get through it because mm. it's, it's, it's Fincher, it's David Fincher. I should like that movie, Who's and right? I and it it won Oscars for like, it's writing and stuff. And it's based on like a really, it's based on, on a novel by the same author as uh, great Gatsby.
0: I thought it was right? like a famous short story.
1: Maybe, but it's it, the, the author of it is the same as great Gatsby. F Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. Cause Daisy is the girl in both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I, I, I just don't, I just don't like the aging technology. It doesn't age great. I'd prefer, I'd prefer like not old man fury because Samuel L. Jackson doesn't age but um modern theory you know man us-
0: still looks great
1: yeah i want to i want to move forward with theory i want to see i want to see an adventure with all of the character building we've seen so far in him and then really give him a a unique story of his own that's my I, that's my i'm mom. on
0: board i'm yeah. on board uh the next bit of news um back to the dc camp uh Zack snyder's justice league is getting a 70 million dollar budget and reshoots um all of these online bloggers for the longest time, the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You're full of crap. Okay, now they greenlit it. They're not going to reshoot anything. They're not going to do any additional photography. This is a press release from Warner Brothers that specifically says additional photography with Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, and I think Ray Fisher are back on set too, as well as Gal Gadot. So they're, this is footage that was not shot before. It's not reshoots of other stuff. Like They're doing more things. And if you're in the, this whole ridiculous camp of all this insane stuff that was supposed to happen, but didn't, there's a draft of the script, the original draft of the script from Terry Owen Snyder that has a lot of cool stuff in it. It has Harry Lennox turning into Martian Manhunter. It has other things like going on big reveals that happened. Like there's, it was like a big crazy script. And part of me hopes that they're going back to that. Also like just the idea that Henry Cavill is going to be a Superman in the suit again is exciting. That means well for the future. Ben Affleck's going to be in Batman again. I know that was already confirmed for The Flash, but just the fact that he's doing it so soon, um, and he's in great shape. You know, if you see photos of Ben Affleck now, he looks like he's in good shape, and he probably has known about this for a while, that he was going to be putting the suit back on. But it's just exciting, man. It feels like we're getting a do-over on the DC Universe a little bit. Yeah. And
1: um, if this does well, man, I, I would love to see a Justice League. I would, I would love to be Zack Snyder right now. He's he on can, top of the world. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with this movie. Mm-hmm. And... No matter, even if it's, not that I'm saying it's going to be bad, because I think it'll be great, but let's say even if it is complete garbage fire, there's no way that movie will ever objectively be bad, because people are going to watch it and be like, if they don't like it, it's not that it's bad, it's that they don't get it, you know? That's definitely what this movie is The fight and
0: the struggle for this movie. Well, you said he gets to do whatever he wants, and I, I think that's true, but also I think he's paid an insane amount of dues to get there.
1: Oh um, yeah, no, absolutely.
0: His life it took a turn for the the worst for a long time, and so many people just cared about him and, and his family and his and his vision for these movies and fought. And now he's back in this uh, and back in like the director's chair. And I mean, it's exciting. There's not a whole lot more to say besides I, I hope we're getting a lot of those original reveals in the first draft of the script before Warner Brothers went crazy and said it had to be 90 minutes, which is bizarre. Oh, or two hours. I mean, the movie's like a clean two hours, and this miniseries is four hours. So, uh, some people think these could be pickups to make cliffhangers, because it's now a four-episode miniseries on HBO Max. Um, that's possible, too, but I would like there to be some of that original nerdy goodness in that first
1: For draft. seventy, For 70 million dollars. That's that, right. That's a lot of money. That's more than the budget of the first Deadpool movie, so... They're they're gonna do more than that's
0: substantial effects work too. Things. That means that that's might be another action a, yeah. set piece or like I said, Harry Lennox turning into Martian Man into John Jones into Martian Manhunter. I think yeah. it's John Jones. I've never heard it pronounced anything. I've just read the name, but Manhunter. Yeah. That would be sick. I would. I would love to see a Manhunter spinoff on HBO Max. I think. I think he's a cool character. I know David Goyer, who like wrote Man of Steel and um the Nolan Batman movies. Like, it's very famous for like shitting on the Martian Manhunter character. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's lame. That's cool. That's a cool character. Yeah, he's, he's like very ethereal and
1: wise, and just call it Manhunter. Don't even call it Martian Manhunter. I've not that I've, I've never read a Manhunter run, mm-hmm. but he's had some weird ass fucking comics from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. it's like they don't. The, the, the manhunter that we grew up with on our cartoon is very different from the manhunter in the comics because he does some crazy shit with his morphine powers.
0: It's cool, man. I, I mean, yeah. he's basically a, um, a scroll in, in the MCU, similar, similar vibe, but he's like the king of the scrolls, kind of.
1: I think he's the last of his race, though. I, yeah, I don't think anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, the just, Zack Snyder Justice League getting reshoots, that's exciting, especially for me. I'm a big fan of those movies. <laughs> but, um, yeah and back to the marvel camp there's a lot of news this week folks um all marvel movies are now pushed from 2020 there will be no marvel films this year in theaters as you to your credit for the first time since 2008 that is nuts it feels like we've just a staple of our of american life has been going to see a marvel movie every couple months and now there's there's going to be none in 2020. Disney's obviously committed to not releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus. I think if that was going to happen it would have happened already.
1: Yeah, um, they, they, they wouldn't be making this announcement if yeah. they were going to then tomorrow be like, hey right. it's going to go up in a week. You know? It's not
0: going up. Um, maybe the Mulan returns weren't great because um, they had similar budgets. Who knows? I don't really know how far to read into it, but it also could just be Marvel's like, no, we're not doing that.
1: He has a
0: lot of pull at Disney and you'd be silly to think he doesn't. He yeah. can do whatever the hell Feige wants.
1: Well, see, here's the more interesting part about that though, right? With, with Black Widow, if you think about, so they they, they have the WandaVision trailer out, right? We haven't even gotten this, a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer yet, mm-hmm. right? They did WandaVision first. That was originally on the slate supposed to come out after winter soldier and falcon there's without a doubt in my mind there's gotta be a uh like something in black widow that's gonna completely affect the stuff going forward right because otherwise otherwise they would be doing what dc is doing and going full sail ahead on um like shooting stuff right because even if they can't release it at the moment they could still shoot it like in the bubble like they are with the batman like they're Mm -hmm. gonna do justice league um, they're not doing that, I think, because they've already got – they've already got this plan, and it's just, like, coronavirus totally fucking knocked out, out their car off the lane, you know? Like, they – like, the end – there's got to be some crazy – I feel like maybe at the in the post credit scene, um, Bucky and Sam – like show up in some regards or somebody's assembly. Which is like
0: a sequel to Falcon and yeah. Winter Soldier. Maybe
1: maybe we're getting Secret Avengers. Maybe we're getting uh there's all these teams we could be well, getting. It's
0: pretty established that we're getting the Secret Wars. That's the next phase. Yeah.
1: Well different that's it's a different thing though. Secret Secret yeah, Avengers yeah. Secret Avengers was like Cap's covert uh black ops Avengers team. Um I think like I would see it as being Natasha um, and Florence Pugh's character in Black Widow Well that's Widow. been
0: kind of all but confirmed that she's going to take over the mantle of Black Widow uh, yeah. by the end of the movie. I think that was a big leak, so Which is cool. spoiler I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's that that's a cool concept, but like I think it's going to be I think it's going to be her, it'll be Bucky and Sam mm. and um, probably John Walker who's going to be in the in the Falcon Winter Soldier US series. US agent. Yes, US agent himself John Walker um, and then who knows from there who else, but I, I feel like they're definitely there's some big setup in black widow that that's why it's the worst timing for that movie to have been delayed because that I think everything going forward is based off of that movie. And mm-hmm. so if they can't release that movie, they can't release anything. That's how it For
0: sure. Out. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of the MCU is everything moves the story forward. There are no like isolated, um, like there are more self-contained stories, but there's always some through line that's pushing the universe forward. So that, that would make perfect sense. But yeah, major bummer. Um, 2020 keeps on sucking. <laughs> but um our final bit of news, which isn't technically uh, news, but Kieran just wanted to talk about it. Uh, he started watching Kim's Convenience, which is a Canadian sitcom that stars Simu Liu, I think is his name, who is, of course, playing Shang-Chi in yeah. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Ring. Is that what it's called? I think so,
1: yeah. I believe Along so. Along
0: those lines. But yeah. um, my quick observation from watching like half an episode with you while I was doing homework, again, folks, I'm in college and I'm busy, is uh, that dude looks like he should be a superhero looks like a million bucks he's got a million dollar smile he's got a nice. he's very uh muscular physique
1: handsome nice dude line. good jaw good, good looks job. like he should
0: be a superhero makes perfect sense mm-hmm. but um talk about the show and uh, and what you think of the of the actor i here.
1: think i think it's wonderful casting i think it's really great um yeah it, it's it's obviously not watching the show it's not a situation of like chris pratt going from parks and rec to guardians sure. Going Where from the like fat guy
0: in Parks and Rec just B- shredded.
1: Yeah, yeah. He all of his weight went from like down here to like up here instantly. Um, he's already Simu's already jacked. I believe he's getting more jacked for Shang Chi. Um, when he when it was announced that he was gonna play Shang Chi, he was already in Kim's, Kim's Convenience. I hadn't watched it at that point. I'd seen his Twitter. Big fan of his Twitter. Funny guy. <laughs> After watching Kim's Convenience, I'm even more excited because. He's got a great sense of comedic timing, and he's also – he's very – he's good at playing, like, the moral good sort of guy, which mm. is his, his character, in it is – he has – he's made mistakes in the past, but he's, like, a nice person and a good kind of wholesome character, um, and that's sort of what Chi chis going to be from – we're going to start reading Shane chi I think the number one comes out Wednesday – uh we're gonna start reading it the week after because yeah. shop unfortunately couldn't get it in but from description i love i i actually never read a shane chi comic i've read a whole bunch of iron fist um which those two are often likened to each other because they're marvel's two kung fu properties um and shane chi is he's seen as kind of iron fist without all the bells and whistles he's basically just bruce lee that's kind of but what also
0: doesn't he is. have kind of like Energy powers, or am I wrong about that?
1: I don't think so. I I I don't know. I know that I just have seen a lot of like panels of Shang Chi online since the movie was announced. Um, Yeah, he well, he's just a kung fu master. You know, he's just he's just like an incredibly skilled combatant. He's probably if we're getting Bruce Lee
0: in the MCU, I'm on board. Like that's 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 kind of
1: what it is. That's exactly what it is. And and the other thing that I mean, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, because when this news came out, I texted other people because you're a DC boy, so maybe we haven't talked about this before. But um, the 10, you know what the 10 rings are? I don't. They're the, um, you know, have you, do you remember Iron Man 3? Did you see Iron Man 3?
0: I did see Iron Man 3. So
1: remember there was the, um, what's what the, what, what was the bad guy of that Mandarin. Color? The Mandarin, right? And and people were all pissed off because they, because he wasn't the Mandarin from the comics. It was a very one. big
0: bait and switch with Ben yeah, Kingsley. Did yeah, it was a big bait
1: and switch. So then after that, they they did, because that was seen as so unfavorable, Shane Black of this because Shane Black uh, directed Iron Man 3. And then afterwards, they really pissed Shane Black off because they made a short where they revealed that. That's
0: right. It was real, like the real Mandarin. Yeah, the real
1: Mandarin did exist, and he, like, kills Ben Kingsley's guy. Um, the Mandarin. Do you is, think that
0: was an afterthought? I think it was an just afterthought. Just hold, hold on. It
1: okay. was at the time, but they're, they're, they're adding on not now because the Ten Rings, that's a Mandarin thing.
0: That's oh, what, okay. That's his
1: powers. He has the Ten Rings on, and they, they let him kind of – they're sort of like Infinity Stones except less powerful, basically. They let him do, like, this kind of magic stuff um and so those Shane,
0: clever bastards at yeah, the mcu honestly. mess up something retcon it and then are gonna pay it off in a future so, movie and
1: yeah and you're gonna fucking have bruce lee versus this yeah. villain that people wanted and didn't get the first time around those it's those magnificent bastards <laughs> exactly right isn't that see are you so excited for that movie now that's i'm great. so excited for that movie that's my number that's my most hyped movie of the next phase of the mcu I'm yeah, so that's, that sounds me.
0: wonderful i would love to yeah. see that yeah Anyways, um, I can't believe I forgot this. Uh, there is one more bit of news um, because the world feels, it, the weeks feel so long now. Uh, WandaVision trailer came out and I almost didn't talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I talked about it a bit on the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. Shout out the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. If you like Disney theme parks and Disney movies, um, you should listen to that because I'm also on that show on this network. But uh, WandaVision trailer is cool. Um, I don't really know what the hell's going on. It looks kind of trippy. I like the costume a lot. I know that was like the big screenshot going around Twitter, Wanda's really cheap like Halloween costume with the horns and Vision kind of in a suit looking very like nuclear family in like the 50s. Uh, I'm on board, man. i I excited to see it. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't know how I felt about the Marvel series because this is a very common thing about me if you've ever listened to me on any show ever. Uh, I struggle with TV. TV's hard for me. I, I, I just like self-contained stories that I can sit down and watch in two hours. Um, I can't, uh, it's just hard for me to do, like, multiple seasons and just, like, tuning back in every week. One show that really hooked me was Mandalorian, and that's purely because I just love Star Wars so much. And, I mean, they use Baby Yoda. You can't stop watching it once you see that that freaking thing, who's also a gizmo knockoff. Side anecdote, we watch Gremlins. Like I've seen Gremlins before, but I showed Kieran Gremlins because Halloween time, and it's a fun, spooky movie. Baby Yoda looks just like Gizmo, and oh, no yeah, one's yeah. talking about it. And it's super obvious. And don't tell me John Favreau has never seen Gremlins. John Favreau has for sure seen Gremlins, and it doesn't matter. It's- well, even
1: even the technology. I was saying that while we were watching it, that I totally, I totally thought watching the Mandalorian, I was like, whoa, this see, this the uh, the practical effects in this are crazy. Baby Yoda looks so real. And then we rewatch Gremlins, which is from the '80s, and like. It's also practical effects, and it's just as good. Yeah, just as good. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm not mad at you, John Favreau. Baby Yoda's adorable, but I'm just telling you, I I noticed. I Any mean, he's Yoda. doing
1: he's doing better things with the Gremlin property than Gremlins are. So true. You true. gotta respect. You gotta respect that.
0: David F. Sandberg to direct a remake of Gremlins. Make it happen, Warner Brothers. Anyways, Kieran, <laughs> what do you think of the Wandavision trailer? Back back onto this train of thought.
1: Um, I've I've picked into it a little bit um hmm. i've i've watched like rewinds and stuff okay for i it, have
0: not so, so i'd love to hear it. these thoughts.
1: um so the thing so they do have the nuclear family vibe for sure um i know for the cast list for it it's spoilers if you don't want to hear any of this just like skip ahead a little bit um obviously it's wanda and vision right mm-hmm. and then the other people who are cast in this series are randall park who oh. is from he was in Ant-Man the Wasp. Remember he was like that, he was the FBI agent?
0: He also plays um Dr. Steven Chin in Aquaman.
1: Yes, yes. But in the in the MCU, he's reprised in his role yeah. as the as the agent, right? And then um the girl from the girl from the Thor movies, I think her name is Kat in them, the comic relief girl. Who oh, was in yeah, Yeah. So Kat Dennings is also reprised in her role in the series. And then mm-hmm. um there was one more well, obviously the one the girl that's in the trailer, that the, the she she's in a few things, but she's she's like playing the neighbor character. From what I understand and this is all just pitch, it's not I didn't see any rumors about the plot of it or anything, but obviously Vision is dead and that's weird. In the, in the trailer there's even the line where they say you're dead, right? Yeah, Vision uh,
0: did die in Avengers and Avengers: yeah. Infinity War. She's- so I
1: think this is like this is Wanda having a little bit of a psychotic break and she's cre- she's accidentally with her, the strength of her powers as Scarlet Witch creating this whole like Illusion matrix type thing around them. And the thing that happens in multiple shots in the trailer as the montage goes on, it does start nuclear family, like the 60s, but then there's bits where she has 70s fashion on and then 80s fashion and 90s fashion and 2000s and modern fashion, right? So I feel like they're in this, as they start to realize that they're in the dream, like the dream kind of evolves and it goes forward in the decades. So it's not only nuclear family. I think they're kind of doing they're doing a very existential take on the on the like the American sitcom and they're doing multiple decades within that it's very it's very weird of the visions there was that comic around that came out which is by Tom King, i think Ooh. um the visions was like that one where uh, vision deletes his own memory and starts over new and he moves to suburbia and s- suburbia I was like seeing super. Su- super um, Yeah, he he moves to suburbia.
0: Where I grew he, up, super suburbia. Yeah,
1: yeah, he builds he builds a little a little like vision family for himself. Mm. So he's got a vision son, a vision daughter, and a vision wife, and a vision like it's like like very much like we're, like uh leave it to Beaver that kind of okay vibe.
0: yeah fifties yeah, um, nuclear
1: yeah Andy so, Griffith show. So this seems to be taking that premise and then just like adding. This decade and making it more trippy and stuff. Um, I think it's Kevin Feige's pitch actually for this Oh really? Show.
0: I mean yeah. most of everything from Mark the Kevin this Feige was, pitch.
1: This is like this is apparently like Kevin Feige's passion project oh. in the MCU. Well that'll be exciting then. Yeah, it's like a hundred percent his idea, I think. I think. But yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm clearly very yeah. excited. Looks cool. I will I'm excited that they're still committed to getting it in by twenty twenty, end of twenty twenty. Um, you know, we get the Mandalorian next month and then WandaVision, because for at the end of the year at some point because for a while disney plus was lacking in content um for the last like six or so months it's kind of just been like the disney archives um so i'm glad to see that they're back on the horse with original content um exciting stuff coming up soon but uh we're gonna take our quick break right now and when we come back we'll talk about our comic issues this week And welcome back to the unknown number of the new adventures of Cayman and Spence. I don't know what you're doing with your face right now, Karen, but it's making me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's swishing water around. Can, you, can, you,
1: can you hear the swish? Can you hear it? Uh, no,
0: and I hope no one did because that would be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we, another week of playing catch-up it would seem as we're both still not on the same page of reading comics. Again, preface we're both in college and it's our senior year so we are quite a bit busy but last week i gave my thoughts on the first issue of tom taylor's hellblazer rise and fall which is a black label uh, miniseries and then i also gave my thoughts on the first issue of deceased dead planet even though the third issue uh the fourth issue i think came out this week again as many times as we must say this on the show our local comic store had trouble with their distributors so we are constantly kind of missing out on stuff. That's okay. No no uh, shade at them. They're really sweet, play, like awesome store. That's very COVID uh, sensitive. So shout out to Pop Comics in Anaheim. But we, uh, yes, Kieran, you read two issues that I read last week. And uh, you read them this week. Tell me what you thought of both. We'll start with uh, Deceased Dead Planet. Oh, wait a minute. You read Unkillables too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah. start with Unkillables, then go to Dead Planet.
1: Yeah, Unkillables slapped so hard. Yeah. Um what I was saying, I was kind of saying this to Spencer while I was reading I sat it all in one that. Er, yeah, I read it all in one sitting.
0: So did I. It just flies yeah. by.
1: I was saying to Spencer while I was reading it that it's just a kick-ass Red Hood story. That's what it seems like to me. I love I also love Deathstroke. And so there was also obviously Deathstroke. No man, you incredible. cannot
0: undersell Solomon Grundy and Creeper in that. That, was great. that. I am tree lobster. Tree lobster's for life. I want that shirt so bad and i found a kickstarter where people were raising money saying tom taylor must create this shirt yeah everybody who's read unkillables wants it because it's such a, that's such a great movie moment like not to take over but the relationships in unkillables are insane they're no so they're really
1: crazy. great um and, and i mean that's part of a Red Hood story though right because it's it it does i mean that was my main focus reading it just because jason is a character who's misrepresented so often in comics and it really pisses me off um But the best Jason Todd stories are the ones that aren't even under the Red Hood banner. You know, whenever, like, I love me some Red Hood and the Outlaws, Volume 1, Redemption. (laughs) Redemption, Get it? Red, it's pretty good. Um, So this is great. This is, like, a great, but it really, like, this is really good. And then Red Hood Outlaw was pretty good, too. But other than that, like, solo Red Hood comics are, to me anyway always very crap because they're always just kind of shameless tie-ins so that they can get money off of red hood fans which they get the money off of me so it works but um
0: they do they get you every time yeah.
1: But what i like about deceased and then what i also like about the transition for three jokers as well gonna like lump the two of them it's the same thing i forgot thing. to
0: say that as well um, another one that you read yeah, that yeah. i read a couple weeks ago
1: yeah because batman three jokers and Unkillables had very similar vibes for me because they were both they were both just really kick-ass, like, well-made uh, Red Hood stories. And like you said, when you, were, when you were in the break, we were talking about this, um, and Spencer was saying that, like, we've read a lot of stuff recently where Jason, like, fucks up the Joker, right? Um, I mean, that happens a lot in Red Hood comics in general. Sure. But the way they address that in both of those is great. Obviously, for three Jokers, spoiler alert, crazy twist ending into the first one. The second issue comes out this week, so we can resolve that what's going to happen there but um that's cool i like that he actually shot the joker that's like it's also
0: i love their exchange where joker's like you you like hate me so much like you're so obsessed with me you took over my old mantle because if you don't know red hood is originally um that was the The joker Joker. that was he was part of the red hood gang that's like a whole thing um, and it's, it's a really great moment between one of the three Jokers, which we still don't know the full extent of that mystery and that'll get paid off in the third issue, I'm sure. But, and Jason like gets so visibly pissed, it's great art and he just blows his head off. It's great, yeah. it's
1: awesome. Like it's that's a what
0: great scene.
1: That's what I love about both the Black Label and the Unkillables in like mm-hmm. the DC's universe because they're out of continuity. Writers have so much more creative freedom with a character like Red Hood. Cause the problem with Red Hood is that his whole premise is he's he's the brat robin right who yeah, fairly so because he got killed off at a very young age. Clearly, very traumatic. He was tortured before he was killed and stuff, right? Um, but he's he's a grown up man child in a lot of ways. But he's a grown up man child who's highly trained with a gun, essentially, and and where and like all the Batman. Shit well, I mean, like,
0: he's a grown up man child who was trained by like the greatest fighter on yeah. the planet, and Bruce Wayne. So
1: yeah, and so in the comics, the biggest problem I always have with it is that Red Hood. Red Hood's supposed to be a killer, right? But in the comics, he's always like, no, I made a promise to Batman, I'm not going to kill anybody, you know, like that kind of thing. But it's like, like, no, stop it. No, just kill. Just be Red Hood. Just go in there. We don't have to agree with you. I don't agree with him. I don't believe in the death penalty. But at the same time, I love Red Hood comics because he's an anti-hero. I'm not not supposed to love and adore him. I'm supposed to think he's fascinating, which I do. Um, And that's what's cool about just like for both deceased and three jokers him blowing joker's brains out that is not something even if it does end up being a twist and that's not the real joker or whatever um that's still not something that if if i was reading a non-black label title and that happened i would be like my brain would instantly go okay that's not the real joker like it's just not the real joker There, there's going to be a twist so it, it kind of cheapens the, that moment for me versus when it's out of continuity like the black label is Now I'm like what the fuck is going on Which is way better You know
0: Yeah Yeah. No I totally agree um, Three Jokers is, is really something cool And I think uh, the black label definitely Frees up characters like Red Hood And uh, other vigilante More harsh vigilantes than
1: say Bruce Wayne But
0: back to Unkillables uh, do you recommend it?
1: Oh absolutely With, mm-hmm. I, I, I liked it better than the main deceased book Really? Yeah
0: i so when i read them deceased the first big volume of deceased the original miniseries feels like a justice league movie like a really weird offshoot justice league movie whereas Unkillables is like a suicide squad movie
1: yeah. um
0: and it's very like regarding to the galaxy it's a ragtag group that forms these bonds i love when they were training the kids i loved that idea that these villains were like equipping these kids to fight out the. it was just it's such a great idea yeah um I can't say this enough. Tom Taylor is the most underrated writer in comics right now and probably is my favorite writer working. This man yeah. has done nothing wrong. There's nothing bad I've read of his and I can't wait for a Suicide Squad to be collected in the spring because I got around to that late. Um, so I'm just waiting for the collected volume and I just, I can't wait. He's so, so great.
1: You know, you know that you know that Netflix show, The Deep? Have you heard of that? Yes. It's, I think it's a kid's thing, I think. Um, he, he wrote that. Oh, yeah. going to watch so, that today. But you should watch that. <laughs> you like your Netflix content i do i do like the netflix content
0: Mm -hmm. but yeah um what did you think uh, since we've just talked about three Jokers and unkillables you gave quick thoughts on those which are both wonderful um what did you think of dead planet issue one
1: i i read them in such close proximity remind me what happened in in issue one
0: um basically cyborg sends out a beacon for help that he knows how to undo the the anti-life equation and so the remaining heroes um superman which is john kent damien as batman and cassie as wonder woman and including like black canary as green lantern which i think is so cool i'm yeah. so i want a spin off of her if she doesn't die in deceased which she probably will um but oliver queen
1: all i mean well spoiler alert right spoiler Oliver alert. queen's
0: dead this came out pause. months ago
1: yeah. <laughs> i was gonna let there be a pause there but yeah all he's dead the man got messed up and john got stabbed at the
0: end too with the god killing sword so yeah. what the hell? <laughs> so why well, what's
1: going to happen? That's it no, it's great. It's it's really it's obviously really great. Um it brings you back to the original characters of the first title which that was a good approach that um Tom Taylor did by mm-hmm. going doing deceased and then doing deceased unkillables which is like let's go somewhere else let's bring these new characters and the sequel is kind of bringing it's merging the two roads together right
0: and this this is like the this is being toted as like the true sequel to deceased whereas Unkillables was a spinoff and you also have hope at world's end which is kind of like anthology snippets from the deceased universe yeah um, which we haven't gotten around to reading yet because it's solely digital but they're real cheap digital comics are cheap so we probably will read it yeah absolutely Um, i'd say so yeah, the deceased, uh, deceased world is pretty sick, and I'm super glad that we jumped into it. Um, again, trying to find two and three, and then four came out this week.
1: And the next so. the next one, I'm going to say on the podcast so that we have to do it, um, the next thing we have to do is read the Dark Knight Metal books. Once so can-
0: those are some semblance of collected, because that, that universe is so intimidating to even attempt to jump into. There's a lot of one-shots coming out. They're coming out in September um, that I'm like, oh, well, they're one-shots. Maybe I'll be able to piece them together. And then I just thought about it. I was like, there's no way. There's so much weird lore in this metal thing.
1: Yeah. Not, me
0: reading a one-shot, I'd be so
1: confused. Not only that, I keep it keeps popping up because they keep releasing new music on Spotify for mm-hmm. dark Knight Metal, like metal music, which I like. So it always pops up on my feed. Um, and I'm like, how are they making this much content? And how is like all of this content they're making... Being sold and they're making profit from it because right. they're making, they're outputting so much. How could the intake possibly be enough? It's crazy. It's crazy to think. I, I saw one thing to know. I was saying this earlier off camera, but um, I was seeing on Twitter some reactions to DC posts. Like I read the comments and people are getting sick of Dark Nights. So I mean, there's
0: so much of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, not that, like it seems
0: spaced out. There's like five different. Yeah. Titles running right now.
1: Well, it reminds me of convergence when convergence was happening. Mm. Uh, I think that was like the summer in between our senior year of high school and going into college, so that really like sticks out in my brain. Um, and like it was the same thing. If it had convergence on top of it or the Secret Wars was I think, that same summer. If it had either of those stamps on top of it, I wasn't gonna buy that book yeah. because I don't care to divest the money and time into reading the full series. And so the spinoffs aren't going to appeal to me, even if I like the characters. Right. And that's what's unfortunate about crossover events is that they kind of, they take, they take the mass market and say, okay, a lot of people are buying this title. So let's make a lot of spinoffs. But then what happens is you're totally forgetting about the part of the market that does not, that has not read that, you know, and that if they do read those spinoffs, probably get fucking lost. I know, I know I did with like Secret Wars stuff. There was a Star Lord and Kitty Pride series. I tried. Sounds cool, actually. It's really cool. Cause they, cause they were, you know, they were engaged at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, so that was uh, that was running during Secret Wars. So it was like an alternate universe type thing. I'd give it another shot, but I remember when I was reading it, I was really confused. Um, I don't think it's by Chip, so.
0: Oh, no, so, not Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. But um, finally, uh, I will share my non-spoiler thoughts. Uh, I finally got my Superman issues caught up. So in the first episode of the show, I talked about Superman 21 which is like the second to last issue in like the United Planets Mongol arc. I forget what they call it, but um, so I read the last two issues of that. I got the next one, which is 22, which ended that. And then from 23 to 25, it's kind of two individual stories. And then 25 is like a double issue um, that like does like a whole new thing. So finally got caught up on Superman. Superman's my favorite character. If you've listened to the show, you would know that. Um, And uh, I liked it. I do. Uh, The ending of the Mongol thing felt uh, very rushed, but also I haven't read the, the precursing, that might not be a word, the previous issues. It is. It um, is. Okay, cool. The previous issues of that arc. It kind of just felt like they wrapped it up really fast. Like they got to 2022 20, uh, and they're like, all right, well, he needs to die now. Superman just kicks his ass in like five pages and then he just goes back home and lays with Lois. And that's a nice scene. I have a take. I think Bendis writes Clark Kent better yeah. than he writes Superman. Interesting. I think all the human moments in these are great. Or Clark, because there are a lot of like Clark examining his feelings and doing stuff with Superman that makes Superman interesting. And there's like, that whole thing on the internet that Superman's boring. Superman's not a good character. False. Superman's been written by a lot of people as an idyllic figure, and that's boring. He's he like the big
1: Boy Scout, but he has problems and he has there,
0: emotions. And, yeah.
1: There's a question I want to ask you, Spencer, right? Yes. I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever asked you this. We talked about it in my, in my uh, comic writing class that I Sure right um which is the mask superman or clark kent
0: (sighs) superman honestly i think he's clark kent he's the boy from kansas i think it's somewhere in the middle for sure i don't feel as concrete about that as i do as bruce wayne's the mask of batman Mm -hmm. but i really think at the end of the day clark and superman are one and the same whereas bruce is an act um but I would say that if anything, he's more Clark Kent than he is Superman.
1: He puts in on my the glasses. Opinion. He puts on the glasses though. And if you think of the uh, Yeah,
0: I mean physically, sure, but he doesn't yeah. really change who he is. But
1: like like with, with Christopher Reeves, Superman, okay? That's different. If you're he goes, be
0: like dopey Clark Kent.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he goes he goes he goes like this in those movies, right? He goes mm-hmm. one second, I need to get these over my sunglasses. Okay. Imagine these are like Clark Kent glasses, right? Right. He goes when he's got the glasses on like, he like he's, sinks
0: in he's and like, trips over like things this, right? and... yeah he's
1: like this he's all klutzy and stuff then when he takes off superman's becomes superman he goes yeah and He's like i'm superman right you
0: know what um, i'm gonna rephrase my statement i think it depends what you're reading
1: my personal take
0: answer. on it um what superman writer you're doing my personal take on it is that he is clark not the clark Kent that works at the daily planet before he like the ditzy like that is obviously an act But the Clark Kent who grew up in Smallville from Kansas when he's with his parents, I feel like that's the truest form of that character. When he's with, or he's with Lois by himself. Because then, I guess then he's just being Superman because they all know. I don't know. That's that's a very... uh, interesting question obviously i don't like i said i don't feel as concrete about that as so bruce under, wayne batman well, bruce well, wayne batman that's just the truth like bruce wayne's the mask
1: if you were writing superman you would have smallville be the real clark kent and then superman and daily planet clark are both the masks that's for them well, i think
0: right? superman's an extension of smallville clark kent i think they're one and the same oh, no. That's but fair. To you. yeah. if you're gonna do like the, the thing where he's kind of like ditzy and being silly at the daily planet and falling around on himself then sure and i get that that works in comics that's one thing i really love about snyder superman is that henry cavill doesn't play clark kent like an idiot i just think that's kind of silly mm-hmm. um and it almost to me it almost feels like he's trying really hard and then he'd be a little sus because you're like why is this six foot five 250 pound beautiful greek god of a man an idiot like that doesn't make sense yeah like you know i don't know this gets a little too far but Superman, uh, it was good. I liked the ending. It was, it was kind of rushed, but whatever. I didn't read the previous issues. However, 23 and 24 are kind of their own thing. There's a lot of great Clark moments. 20, I forget if it's 23 or 24. He, It's with Dr. Fate, and that is an excellent issue um because it's they are basically like dr fate's like acting the role of his therapist and they're just talking for most of it and the villain shows up at the end but it's such a great just conversation because clark's talking about how john is like with the legion of superheroes in the future now and i don't know if you that's a spoiler for you i think you might have already known that but that's a thing um and lois is kind of dealing with the fallout of her son not being around anymore and clark's trying to make it work with lois in 25 There's a whole new villain weird like high council from a different planet called Sinmar, um, which is really weird and I'm excited to see where that takes off but um, a lot of great human moments like I said I think Bendis is better at writing Clark than he's better than writing like the action so much as Superman, you know, I think he's better with the character human moments than just the big set pieces, but um, yeah, Superman, I'm all caught up. I don't know when 26 is coming but 25 is a double issue so probably not for a while. But a yes, Bendis Superman continues to be something I enjoy. It's not breaking new ground for me. Uh, my favorite Superman is Mark Wade from the 2000s, Birthright, which might be controversial for some people, but Mark Wade's like my favorite writer ever. So I wrote All Star Grant Morrison. Yeah. All Star's terrific, and I know that's like the the normal answer from people, which is All Star Superman's the best. I agree, and I don't. Um, I, I All Star's wonderful. It's so yeah. great, uh-huh. but I just prefer. I like Mark Wade's right. I like Birthright a lot, and you've never read Birthright, so I'd be curious what you think. But
1: I I hate. Well, actually, you know what? I was gonna say I was gonna say American Alien, and I was gonna say that I hate that. That's unfortunately my Max Landis. It's Max
0: Landis, yeah, he's um, a humongous douchebag.
1: Yeah, but I but I, then I remembered Superman Red Son. I really like Superman Red Son.
0: I don't very- I don't really count Elseworlds in when I'm deciding my favorite Superman. I try to keep oh. it somewhat. Um, because
1: Red Son's great. Is well, but All All Star Superman is Elseworld, isn't it?
0: Like kinda. But it's yeah. not like Superman living in the Russia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you totally. like gotcha. it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a, it's like its own self contained thing, but gotcha. Okay, uh,
1: well if, if that's the case then I would choose American Alien as my yeah. as my favorite. Which is unfortunate because unfortunate. it has a, it morally the writer is not great, but a great guy. You know, like I've, I've I've read a few Max Landis things and unfortunately he is a talented writer. He's so. a
0: great comics writer, which sucks. Um, his screenwriting he- is hit and miss. It would seem in the movies I've seen of his. I yeah. read the Chronicle, but a lot of his other movies, especially like I've heard Bright is god-awful which is yeah. also a bummer because it's David Ayer. Well, it's, it's, it's David Ayer.
1: So. The thing with Max Landis, I he was he was like in high school. I'm sure it's the same for you just because he's a very vocal screenwriter. So if you're when you're looking up to becoming a screenwriter, um, I like followed his Twitter activity a lot.
0: And I remember when- whenever- Yeah, I knew he was. Yeah. He had a big presence about whenever
1: it. Whenever his movies came out and were shit, he would always be like, oh, that was nothing like the script. Oh, I so I
0: he would push the blame onto but,
1: them. But in the, like, I'm sure there's some amount of truth to that, but at the same time, in the case of Bright- that was just a terrible idea in the first place, Max Landis, because you're using monsters as an allegory for racism. And you like you shouldn't be doing that because you're white son of John Landis privileged Max Landis. You well, do was not gonna have s- a place in that conversation.
0: Yeah. I was also gonna say just the way he behaves around his scripts was just incredibly unprofessional. And to be the son of such an acclaimed and loved person like John Landis and be that unprofessional, that much of like a whiny douche, um, he's just a spoiled kid. He's just a yeah. spoiled kid. And he's obviously a spoiled kid who's also, like, a fucking sexual abuser. So, Max Anderson can go fuck himself. I'm just going to say that on air. Um, unfortunately, I have Superman American Alien right next to me on my bookshelf because that's a great story. And I hate that it's a great story.
1: But... I I that's I to be to be fair with that right we did not support Max Landis much with that I bought that before I knew anything bad or before anything bad came. Well, that
0: was but that was came out way before he was.
1: Yeah, but I, I I bought that ages ago and I lent that to Spencer so Spencer did not give Max Landis any money which is great. <laughs> Um, and No, so, you did. And we, I did way, <laughs> I did way back when. So now I'm we have the, we have the copy. So by reading it, we are not supporting him, but we are no, still. And
0: Ooh. I don't recommend you go out and buy it, unfortunately. But it is a great story. Oh, that's a tough question. Bootleg it online.
1: That's, that's such a tough question because it is really good. It is yeah. a really good comic. Um, yeah, but also, don't bootleg it because the comic
0: industry, especially right now with COVID, is not doing hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe buy it online so he makes less money. <laughs> Yeah. Read it digitally maybe it's like the no resale
1: there. resale dude resale go on resale. ebay
0: go on ebay you can find it on eBay. um
1: that's still not supporting the comics industry really but it's it's better you know i guess i guess if you're buy it yeah i guess it's i guess tricky. get it get it from a comic store because they've already paid for it from yeah i guess that's uh, true
0: support website. your local comic store don't get it off prime for the love of god don't get it
1: off prime. yeah yeah so either buy pre-owned or get it from your comic store yeah if That's
0: you really feel inspired you, to read it,
1: yes, because it is it is good enough that I would say that it's something that as a Superman fan, like Superman fans, should read the should read sure. American Alien. Um, but I also don't want to endorse and support the creator because. Yeah. He's a piece However,
0: of shit. if I ever write a Superman movie in my life, which is on my bucket list for sure, um, yeah. Warner Brothers, uh, my DMs are open. Uh, I would definitely adapt uh, some stuff from Eric Alien. I love the idea that his interactions with Bruce Wayne and that his first outfit he wears is part of a torn Batman cape that he stole and goggles. I love how homemade it is and silly. Um,
1: that's very Superman. And the Lex Fortunately, Luther Max movie. Landis deeply understands
0: the character. So. The,
1: yeah, the, the scene where he like paints the S onto Lex Luthor's window. Super and- cool. That's a great splash. Yeah,
0: version. it's great. Anyways, uh, the current run of Superman from Bendis, uh, it's solid. It's not breaking new ground. Some issues are better than others for sure. But the new 25 has got me hooked. They also do – I'm sorry, I supposed to, You haven't seen it yet but, or read it yet. But uh, it, is, it is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of surprises in it too. So I think that'll do it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Karen? Any other issues you read that we didn't cover um- just now?
1: I don't, I don't think so. Um, All right. Well, I can, I can make a note for next week if there is something.
0: There but. we go. And with that, uh, we are out of time and out of topic. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the new adventures of k and Spence. If you liked the show, you can check us out at anchor.fm slash the new Adventures of k and Spence. And you can tell a friend about our show, help us grow our small community of comics fanatics. Give us two thumbs up, five stars, uh, an Eisner award. Uh, anything you want to do to support us would be amazing again thanks for listening and we'll see you next week
1: two finger salute
0: oh jesus writing and producing for this episode of the new adventures of Cayman and spence was done by myself spencer bennett and my co-host kieran collins editing was done by spencer bennett our logo was created by spencer bennett my music was composed by brandon labelle this show is a proud participant in the deconstructed podcast network complete with the first full season of unofficial experts concluded last week Uh, This is Deconstructed Podcast. Uh, Maybe you should care, political discussion, and hopefully one more soon. Link is in the description for that. Again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.